Welcome to Me, Myself, and Ego, where your host, Kim Jamison, discusses real-life, relatable stuff. Join Kim as she takes you on a transformational journey of self-discovery, helping you become aware of the bullshit you tell yourself. Are your stories and beliefs holding you back, stopping you from achieving all that you desire? Want less stress and more abundance, less anxiety and more peace? Then you will love this honest, tangible approach to taking control of your life. Here's your host, Kim Jamison. Welcome to Me, Myself and Ego. This is a little impromptu podcast. I have got my podcast schedule kind of planned out with some awesome guests, which I said in my last podcast. Uh, I've got another one coming up in the next couple of days recording, that is, so it might not come out for a week or so. However, I just am kind of all about just going with the flow and doing what I feel called to do or want to do or need to do or choose to do in any kind of given moment. So I was just journaling, which I do most mornings and sometimes before I go to bed. Again, if I don't want to do it, I don't do it. If I do want to do it, I do it. (laughs) Um, But I was just journaling and the last thing I wrote in my journal was, I am super distracted and really feel like I need to do a podcast, want to do a podcast. So I'm going to do a podcast. So here I am. I have no idea where this is going to go, but I wanted to just go with it and see where we ended up. So welcome along for the ride. Um, First thing I thought I might have a quick chat about is a video that I posted on my Instagram, I think maybe two days ago, where I had been uh, journaling and some stuff had come up, which comes up all the time. Like this come up that I speak of and that many people speak of, um, you know, we may all have a different analogy or explanation, description of what come up means. But for me, it's just a thought or a feeling or some intuition or, you know, something pops into my cognitive conscious awareness and I start thinking about it. Now, it could be, you know, something that Uh, has been suppressed. It could be just something that I remembered or something that's just occurred to me. It doesn't necessarily have to be a huge revelation uh, or realization, but sometimes it really is. Um, And, you know, some people sit in meditation for hours just to get one revelation uh, or realization you know, sometimes, and, and, you know, I do do that, not for hours because I get bored and itchy and want to scratch my nose and, um, you know, I choose not to sit for hours because i got better things to do, but sometimes I do. Um, but sometimes these things just pop up, like, you know, it could just be uh, something where, you know, like a scenario where you've held yourself back for years and, Um, or you've struggled with something for years, or you've had conflict around something for years, and all of a sudden this thought pops up and you put, it's like sometimes it's just the missing link or it's the last piece of the puzzle. And if you're willing and you're prepared and you're honest with yourself and your ego is out of the room, you can be sort of in that moment of realization and healing can occur and you can go, oh, fuck, that's what that was. Um, Like I was having a conversation with uh, my ex-husband the other day and we were talking about, um, uh, 
I think we we were just talking about, you know, things past, present, and future and we're moving and how, you know, that's going to impact him and his um, his family and then obviously our children together and how we're going to make all of that work and what that's going to look like. And we were just discussing those kinds of things. And thankfully we have a really good relationship. So, you know, it's a very open dialogue. And we were talking about, um, you know, just wounds and traumas and things like that. And I I think I said to him something along the lines of, oh, that's right. I, I won't tell his story and he is actually coming on my podcast. So, you know, we might touch on this stuff then. But he had seen somebody um, in like a, a session and they had mentioned to him that they could pick up on his ex-wife still holding anger towards him. Anyway, we were chatting about that ages ago and I brought it up and I said, you know, I've been thinking about that. And he said, oh, no, don't worry about it. Like she couldn't quite put a finger on it. I said, no, 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 I wasn't worried about it. It just kind of got me thinking because, you know, I'm all about facing my wounds and my traumas and healing and moving on. And I said to him, you know, I really genuinely have no resentment, no anger, like it is what it is. Here we are 12 years later in such a good place with probably the best relationship we've ever had. And, you know, we've been divorced for 12 years and whatever happened, happened. And I'm grateful for all of it because here we are. Um, So, you know, I wasn't sitting in that moment with him trying to make him feel bad or bring up shit or anything like that. It was a genuine, honest intention to just uh, explain something that I realized had sort of popped up, you know, and I was saying this to him and I said, you know, I was washing up the other day and I was discussing how I have had a cleaner since off and on, but predominantly since I was 18 because I bought my first salon when I was 18. I had a child when I was not quite 20. So my life has always been really busy. So I had always felt justified in having a cleaner and I haven't had one since I moved into this house, which is almost 12 months ago because I don't have all of my salons anymore. And I was just all about slowing my life down. So I felt I didn't want one or need one. Anyway, I was talking about that and I was like, oh, I was washing up and I've got this really weird thing in the last few months where I really enjoy doing domestic things. Like I love hanging out in the washing and I love washing up. Okay, maybe that's a lie. I wouldn't stretch it to I love washing up. But I have this weird newfound appreciation for having the available time headspace and lack of resentment towards being able to do these things in my home. And we were laughing about that because if you knew me before and particularly if you knew me when I was married, um, I was a tyrant. Excuse me. I, I, there's probably no other word for it. I was a tyrant. I was so OCD I was so wounded and had so many traumas around needing to be in control all the time, which played out in my life uh, and for my poor ex-husband and my children uh, in my having to have this perfect home all the time. And it was more an inner turmoil than it was my fearing everyone else thinking that I was dirty or anything like that. Anyway, moving along. So we were joking about that or I was kind of joking about that and how I actually love doing all this sort of stuff now. And as I said, I have this new appreciation for it. Anyway, I was 
getting to the bloody point, long story short, I was washing up and I was thinking to myself, I wonder what that lady was talking about. Like, do I genuinely have any suppressed anger or resentment towards my ex-husband or the breakdown of our relationship or where he is now because, you know, he's remarried and got new babies and, you know, we have this wonderful relationship, this whole extended family, and I'm so grateful for it. How could I possibly have anger or resentment? So I was just going through the, the motions of washing up and thinking to myself, and a thought popped up. This was what this is what I'm talking about. These things that it, your unconscious mind will often hand you something, and it handed me a realization. And that was what popped into my head was uh, my ex-husband's home. He has a beautiful home and a beautiful property with his family. And it's really lovely. And we go out there quite often. You know, we might go for dinner, kids' birthdays, their children's birthdays, whatever it is. Anyway, it's it, it, the, his, the picture of his house just popped up. And I thought, ooh, what is that? And I just played with it for a little bit and sort of, you know, was – consciously sort of having a chat with my unconscious and going, "Mm, what's this all about? Have I got resentment towards him or anger towards him because of his house? Like, what is that? Anyway, in my discussion with him, I was saying to him what the conclusion that I come to and something to really remember is our unconscious mind or our nervous system, so our body, right, will speak to us in metaphors or visions or symbols or numbers because it's all about um, – it's not cognitive, so it's not our brain, right? So the reason sometimes a picture or an image or a metaphor will pop up is because it's not our brain talking to our brain. It's our unconscious, our, our nervous system, something that has otherwise – doesn't necessarily have a linguistic way of explaining itself, or articulating what it is it's trying to say. So, you know, I knew that because whatever. And I had this image and I was playing around with it and I was saying to my ex-husband, let's just call him Luke because, like, that's his name. I hate saying ex-husband. Anyway, like I feel like there's some kind of attachment there, which there's not, and I don't – he doesn't need to be my ex-husband. He's actually a friend of mine and he's my (laughs) children's dad. So we'll go with Luke. Um, And I was saying to Luke – how weird is that? Like this popped up and I was sort of questioning and I was saying to myself, I don't have resentment towards this house. Like I go out there and I say to them quite openly, I love your house. It's beautiful. Like I was only talking to his wife um, a couple of months ago or weeks ago. I can't even remember where it was. And I was talking about the, their home and, you know, how big it is. And Tash was saying something about the cobwebs or something up in their skylight. And, you know, I had nothing. Like I had no resentment, no anger, no shame, no guilt, no nothing. So I was thinking, you know, what is this emotion and this attachment and this resentment and this anger? Do I have it? And what is it? And why have I just been presented this picture of their home? And what it was, I think, is no, I'm no longer a victim And no, I no longer run around and tell my story as well as Luke's, which I used to, and this is something that he and I will talk about on our podcast together. Um, But for a really long time, my identity was attached to me being a left broken woman with all of these kids and woe is me and I work so hard because I have to, because I have to support these children. And, you know, I said to Luke in that moment, I said, I think what it was, was 
you're better off financially than me. And I think somewhere I have still got this, I would be in a similar position to you if I wasn't supporting four children on my own. And he just sort of smiled and, you know, it was like, yeah, okay, I get that. Um, and I think that's what it was. And when I had this realization, when I was washing up, not when I was sitting with Luke, I was explaining it to him post a week later. Um, I actually had a, now some of you might think this is a bit woo-woo, but I actually had a, um, a, a binary attack. So like this excruciating, painful attack in my liver region which I had been getting, um, well, that was the first of it. And believe it or not, you don't have to, but a, a, a part of my belief um, through some of the teachings that I've done over the years is liver is where we hold our resentment. Um, and I was saying to Luke, you know, I feel like I don't have that resentment. I don't have that anger, but I must have had some unconscious anger still there, some unconscious resentment toward him being financially better off than me. Now, I don't know what's in his bank account. So I, I, it was just a generalized assumption. Um, obviously, we talk about finances with regards to the kids, but it's none of my freaking business how much money he makes and vice versa. So obviously, you know, this victim mentality that still had been deep down there somewhere and that little bit of anger and resentment had been held perhaps potentially in my liver. And when I acknowledged that cognitively and my nervous system unconsciously was able to bring that to my conscious awareness and I was able to go, I don't actually feel that way. I'm okay with that. Like I actually am happy for them because they're too hardworking individual adults who have worked together to get to where they are. So I have no resentment. I have no anger. I have no envy. Um, I'm proud of them and I'm actually really genuinely quite happy for them. And in that moment, that's where my healing occurred because I was able to get this thought uh, that popped up or was hand-delivered to me. Uh, I was able to sit in a place of, hmm, question it, be uh, curious about it rather than shove it back down, rather than hide it or shame it or be guilty of it, I was able to process it. And in my current state of awareness and um, emotional intelligence, I suppose, I was able to release it. And again, as I said, my nervous system was able to let go of that. And so I was just explaining all of this to Luke with probably less words than I just did then because I didn't need to, I didn't feel like I needed to articulate it in that way with as much explanation to him because he knew what I was saying. Um, and he goes, yeah, right. Well, there you go. Like, have you, like, do you feel that that's, you know, where, how do you sort of feel about that now? And I was like, there's nothing. Like, I feel great. And as I said in this podcast just now, I'm really happy for them and him and I'm proud of them and him and where they are in the world and how they're showing up and all of that sort of stuff. Then we had a further conversation about um, um, his assessment of where he is and all that sort of stuff. And as I said, it's not my story to tell, so I'm not going to go into that. And maybe if he wants to, we can talk about that in the podcast. But this was this was the point to my video where um, 
I had said I was just journaling and this came up for me and I had quite a few people message me and they're like, oh, are you okay, blah, 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 which I then made another video saying that I was really triggered by people messaging me and saying, are you okay, Um, which I, again, that had popped up. I had become aware of that trigger and processed that in that moment and gone, well, you know what, they're just being kind, where what had had been sort of um, made conscious for me was I still have a bit of a trigger or a bit of a wound around people thinking I'm not okay um, because I am okay. <laughs> um, but for a really long time, I probably wasn't okay but just functioned on cortisol and adrenaline and avoidance and deflection um, and kept busy and avoided ever showing anyone that I wasn't okay. Um, Unless, of course, you know, I was telling the story about me being a broken, left, abandoned wife with all of these children because that was the story that I chose to play. That was the role and the character that I was okay with. I was okay with everyone feeling sorry for me as long as it meant it didn't go any further than me being an abandoned wife with all of these children. Um, so now I'm, I no longer have any attachment to that. I have no wounds around that. I have no attachment to all of these different identities that I had attached myself to um, or emotions that I'd attached my identity to and I had no, no more wounds and triggers and traumas and all of that sort of stuff. But when I posted the video, a few people messaged me and granted they they were all actually people, bar one, um, that I've known my entire life. So, you know, they've known me pre-not always being okay. So I had to get back in. I had to get out of my ego, out of the trigger, out of the reaction and find that place of gratitude and be grateful that they actually, as I said in the second video, uh, they took time out of their day to actually message me and say, hey, are you Okay. And rather than me be little miss fucking independent and be like, yes, I'm okay, fuck off, don't ask me if I'm okay, I'm a coach, I'm a therapist, I'm a healer, I'm all this stuff, so fuck off and leave me alone, which, you know, popped up, I went, oh, shit, I've still got a wound about being okay. Um, So I actually found that really interesting. And again, then I, I moved myself through the motions of, um, being aware of that. Oh, where did that come from? Mm, why is that popping up for me now? Is it just that particular person or is it that particular group of people, i.e. my family and friends, or is it um, not not placing blame on them? Like, do I have a wound around that? Um, or is it something else? So I went through the motions of that and um, sat with it for probably 10 minutes at the most. And realized that obviously I still have a little bit of a um, suppressed emotion there or an attachment to people thinking that I'm okay. And again, this is all the stuff that I talk about all the time. It's just removing the bullshit that we tell ourselves. So somewhere my unconscious mind or, um, you know, my, I have created some adaptation of survival around, I need to appear like I'm okay all the time. And I need, I I don't like when other people um, see me as vulnerable or broken or injured or wounded or whatever. Um, Because particularly, I think, for me, going from 
um, or going through my journey of life as everyone does, and then getting into business coaching, I had to sort of, and as, as much as I used to say to my coaching clients all the time, please do not ever put me on a pedestal because I am here to be honest and I'm here to be raw and transparent. I still was like, let's be honest. I still was on a bit of a pedestal because I was coaching them to do something that they necessarily hadn't yet learnt to do and perhaps I had. As I said to them, I learnt the feckin' hard way and the only reason I was there to coach them was because um, I wanted to save them some of the pain and some of the mistakes and some of the misery and some of the financial losses um, that I had gone through through doing business the hard way. Uh, but, you know, you still get put on a pedestal when you're in front of like 35, whatever, however many people I was coaching at the time, I can't remember, in a group of other coaches, of course. Uh, you put yourself on a pedestal and, you know, you're the coach and they're, you're teaching them something or you're helping them heal something. And then, you know, moving into uh, trauma healing and life coaching and all of that sort of stuff, you – do need to be, society tells us, <laughs> um, the the expert and the leader in that area, which I don't want to do anymore. And that's why I don't want my, um, you know, clients to think that I'm any better than them. And I've always said that, but, you know, there's still always that element of, yeah, but listen to me. Um, and I don't really think I have any of that anymore. I would hope not. You know, sometimes it probably comes up and that trigger of me um, finding, a, you know, being presented that, sorry, going back, being presented the trigger of um, not liking people when I potentially feel vulnerable or them thinking that I'm vulnerable. Um, you know, obviously there's still a bit of a wound there. So my point to this whole podcast, and as I said, it's going to be <laughs> off the cuff and I have no idea where it's going well, where we're going to end up is things pop up for people all the time. Intrusive thoughts, limiting beliefs, uh, societal beliefs, wounds, traumas, all and sundry. I don't believe, my personal belief is that no one ever gets to a place where those things don't pop up. And my end goal is not an end goal. My goal in life is to be able to function and live more in joy and peace and inner joy and inner peace, knowing that if anything is to pop up for me, I can process that in moments, sometimes seconds, sometimes half a day, sometimes it might take me a week. But I, I don't get deep, deep down dark in holes because I am no longer um, <clears throat> unconsciously aware of what's going on. So my goal for anybody that I coach and myself is to heal these things as they pop up, debunk them and realize that, you know, hey, that belief that just popped up for me, whether it's around, um, you know, past relationships or people seeing me as vulnerable or not having all of my shit together, um, you know, <clears throat> that that's just popped up what is that? Where has that come from? And do I need that? Is that serving me anymore? Is it serving me 
to hold myself back on posting a video because I don't want someone to think that I'm not okay. No fucking oath that is not serving me and it's not serving anybody else. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here to serve other people and help other people whilst helping myself move forward in life, heal our societal bullshit, our societal conditioning, religious conditioning, parental conditioning, um, our egos and our traumas and our wounds and be able to move past that freely without being held back by said fucking bullshit. So that is my goal. But it's not to be on a mountain dressed as a monk um, on an all day because I'm untouchable. You know, that's not where I want to be. I want to be a human who lives and breathes and feels and experiences and bleeds just like everybody else. I just don't want to be stuck in dark places. Um, And that's what this is all about, is being able to move through anything and everything that pops up in any given moment, smile at it treat it with love and compassion and go, "Mm, maybe my seven-year-old self thought that, but I no longer need to feel like that. But rather than shame my seven-year-old self or my 25-year-old self or my 30-year-old self or even my 35-year-old self, um, I'm going to see it for what it is and understand and be compassionate and accept that at that time, that was the adaptation of survival that I needed to get through that time of my life. And I'm okay with that now and I can see that with a different set of eyes and a different set of understanding and realize that that was then this is now I'm okay I no longer need that and hey you know like I'm 39 now and maybe next year I'll listen to this podcast and rather than be embarrassed and rather than go oh fuck I can't believe I said that I can't believe I was in that place you know I will listen to this hopefully, and go, wow, um, I was in that time. I was in that place. I was of that understanding and I have love and I have compassion for that because although sometimes as according to social media and particularly business, we move on and, you know, we want to delete the past and we want people to forget that you were ever in a particular place or whatever, but our nervous system doesn't forget that. And our brains don't forget that. And if we try and delete it and hide it and shame it and guilt it and be embarrassed for it, we are just writing a new trauma. So again, here's another invitation. I love myself an invitation. But an invitation for you, is there anything, and feel free to message me and let me know or put it in the comments, is there anything in your life that pops up for you And you get like a whole body reaction. Do you get butterflies? Do you get nervous? Do you feel guilt? Do you feel shame? You know, that time that you said that thing to that person, you're like, oh, fuck, I can't believe I said that. Let it go. Love it. Own it. And release yourself from that wound and say to yourself, well, you know what? I was in that time. I was in that place. And I said that at that time because I thought that's what was right. And, you know, you will never shake my undeniable beliefs of my core beliefs of everybody does what they think is right at the time. You just try, debunk me, try, because I know that that's the truth, because it's my solid core belief. 
you don't have to agree with it. It's mine. I'm taking that one with me. Um, you can have it and maybe you already do. Um, and, you know, the other one is that everything happens for a reason, whether we like it or not. Um, but every step leads to another path and every path leads to another road. And that's just the way life goes, whether we like it, understand it, want it or accept it at the time. So as I say, here's your invitation to look back and the next time something pops up for you, the next time you find yourself triggered, the next time you have a whole body reaction, the next time you want to suppress something, the next time you feel shame or guilt or anger or frustration or any big emotion, sit with it for a minute and go, oh, where's that just come from? What's that all about? And no, you don't have to, um, you know, going against popular belief, you don't have to go back and um, find some deep, dark, terrible thing that happened to you as a child. That's not what this is about. It's about showing yourself compassion and love and releasing yourself from that big emotion. And sometimes that can happen in seconds, minutes, days. Sometimes you'll need someone like me to help you work through that somatically. Um, Sometimes you'll need, you know, whatever, whatever you need, you might need an external uh, therapist or whatever, healer or something to help you move beyond that. But just bringing it to your conscious awareness and showing yourself that, hey, I didn't die in that moment because I actually didn't suppress that. Or, hey, I didn't die in that moment or nothing bad happened because I acknowledged the shame that I apply around that thing or the guilt that I still have around that thing rather than hide it and rather than try to suppress it because it's exhausting suppressing things and it's exhausting trying to hide things from yourself. Um, So let it pop up, sit with it, marinate in it and, you know, you can use my lines, you can use your own lines, you can tell yourself you're safe, you're loved, you're worthy, you are enough or you can say to yourself, this is just bullshit that I no longer need. I told myself that at a time when I did need it. Remember, trauma is an adaptation of survival. At that time, you needed that thing. Now you don't need that anymore. So let it go. Move on. And you probably will need some kind of facilitator to get that result. So don't fear this shit. You're not going to die. Um But, you know, if you do want to work with me and you do want to be able to release some of this stuff that's really deep down and it's somatic and somatic meaning body, if you don't know what that means, um, you know, like you have a full body reaction when your ex-husband calls you or you have a full body reaction when your mum says X, Y, Z or your full body reaction, meaning, you know, you get like um, butterflies or you want to vomit or your anger makes your shoulders really tense and they sort of roll forward or, you know, you have some kind of physiological reaction to something and you don't know how to shift that, you don't know how to move through that, yell out, I'm happy to help you with that. Um, That's what I do. And here I am explaining to you how I do that for myself. Um, But sometimes we do need a facilitator or a therapist or a worker or a light worker or something along those lines, whatever it is you believe in, whatever – Um, course you want to go on, whatever feels aligned with you. Um, Yeah. So if you want to know more about what I do, yell out. Um, I'm no longer here to plug myself constantly and I'm no longer here to push myself on anybody. If you want to work with me, you can. Um, Well, it's not that simple. Obviously, we have to have a chat and make sure I can help you. Um, But 
yeah, this this podcast, um, which I'm actually going to make another podcast about. Um, people co- contact me a bit and, you know, ask, oh, how much money do you make from your podcast? And one of my kids says to me all the time, how much money did you make from that podcast, mum? And this is so not about money for me. Like it's really not. Um, but another time, another chat, I want to explain that wholly and completely because it deserves a full conversation. So anyway, here we are. I don't know where we started. Not quite sure where we've ended up, but hopefully it was just a generalized chat and you had a coffee or whatever it was you had in your hand and you were able to follow along and I didn't lose you too many times. Um, But thank you once again for listening to Me, Myself and Ego. I hope these pennies are dropping. I hope even just the name of my podcast makes sense to you if it didn't previously. Um, And I hope you know that you are loved, you are safe, you are worthy, you are enough, you are fucking awesome. And just the fact that you show up and listen to these podcasts, you know, give yourself a pat on the back for that whether it's the first time you've listened to my podcast or you've listened to all of them, uh, why do you listen to them? You know, celebrate the fact that you're trying to improve yourself and better your life and be more conscious and more aware and remove some of the bullshit stories that potentially have been holding you back. Go you. (laughs) Um, Have a great day and I will talk to you in the next episode of Me, Myself and Ego. Thanks for listening to Me, Myself, and Ego with Kim Jamison. Be sure to subscribe to the show now to be the first to hear new episodes from Kim. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to like and share it so we can spread the love. Want more information on Kim and her work? Visit kimjamison.com.au today.